Here is part two of the tradition of Twilight Zone's episodes, a tradition that still flies today in this podcast, and there is no end in sight. Today's episode is Zach's and Chaz's episodes, Invaders, Back There, Evergreen, and Nightmare at 30,000 Feet. So let's get lost in a void and listen to Big Trouble in Little Podcast. It is Tuesday, December 19, 2023, 9, 10 p.m. Eastern Time, episode 268, and this is the Big Trouble Little Podcast. I'm Joe Dubs. I'm Andy. I'm still Chaz. And Zach, we killed him again. He's gone. Uh, now he's uh, he's going back on his little break. He went back to his little uh, other house, I guess, and his internet is trash there, his laptop. Well, not his internet. I think his laptop is trash. There's some kind of technical issue. He, I feel like he's he's kind of like Batman after he gets his back broken. He needs to go away and like live in a cave, isolated from everyone to recover, and then come back hungrier than ever for justice. Yeah, when he thought Bane like climbed out, find out it was you know someone else. But uh, I won't spoil that. Uh, kind of did a little bit, I guess. Uh, <laughs> but but anyway, <laughs> we're doing more Twilight Zone again with the four episodes, and it's Chaz's and Zach's pick. Uh, even though Zach is not here, we're still using his picks. So Zach chose Invaders, Season 2, Episode 15, and Back There, Season 2, Episode 13. Chaz chose Evergreen, uh, the 2002 series, Episode 1, and Nightmare at 30,000 Feet, Jordan Peele's Season 1, Episode 2. So back uh, back there is the one we're going to do first, right? Because it is the oldest one. I, I, yeah. I watched them in order chronologically. I did it completely out of order. I'm kind of glad I did. But, oh, but okay. I, I think chronologically was probably the way to do it. Um, it's yeah. interesting. Zach always chooses an episode out of Season 4 because it has those longer episodes. But he didn't do that this year. He, he gave, us, gave us two good old-fashioned Season 2 episodes. Two... Classics, I think. I don't. I mean, maybe less so with Invaders, but Back There is a classic. Yeah, I actually watched Back There first uh, before Invaders, so I guess we'll get into Back There. Um, I already forgot the guy's name, <laughs> but uh, the guy there looks like a, they're in like a gentleman's club. You know, like looks like rich people gather around there, and they're all playing poker and stuff, and they're talking about like hypotheticals, I guess. Yeah, they're just like bullshitting while they play. Like in my mind's eye, it's a bridge, but I don't think it is because there's more than four people sitting there. It's just, it just seems like something they do. Yeah, and they're talking about like time travel, right? It's just like a hypothetical. Like, I think they're talking about it in the like you know how to make money or something, and they're talking about oh, if you went back right before uh, Black Tuesday or it, when the stock yeah. market crashed, you know how would you? How how would you play it? Like how would you protect your wealth, or how would you capitalize? So oh, puts on everything, but like like how would you do that? And then 
uh, it just arbitrarily he goes back in time somehow because he's knocking yeah. on a door. I don't know. They don't really stand. Yeah, yeah. It just like starts right in the middle of like the discussion, and they're having a very clear philosophical debate on one of them saying you could do this, and the other one just being completely opposed and saying, "Well, you can't go back and change it because once the date is set." It's a part of time, and it's set, and it can't change. They're basically having the same conversation that nerds have had on Reddit since uh, on Usenet since the internet started. Is are do the back? Is it Back to the Future rules? Is it, is it um, Terminator rules? Like, Tom Time Cop <laughs> rules? Is it Terminator yeah. rules? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which funny, actually one of my favorite Spider-Man. parts, ironically, about uh, the Marvel. Uh, movies and Endgame was whenever that got referenced, and they started arguing about which rules they were using, and it's like all of them are wrong. It, it's it's all in one ro- loop. It's like, well, how does that make sense? And then they try to use some science to explain. I it. like it's, like, uh, it's I, a science fiction. I like that in this episode. Uh, all of them are right. <laughs> yeah, that that is also funny. Yes. Like, I, obviously, we got to talk about four different episodes, so uh, we don't want to like linger on one too long. Right. But I'm just, I'm, I want to jump right to the end and say this is one of the most clever turns for an episode of Twilight Zone because they're like, oh, can you change the past? No, it's a set point in time. Of course you can't. And he goes back and uh, it's the night that Lincoln's going to get shot in Ford's theater. So he says, oh, the president's going to get shot. And they're like, oh, this guy's crazy. And uh, it turns out no matter what he did, even though he tried to warn people, uh, the president still got shot. So you, the viewer, are like, uh, time, time is set. He didn't affect past and then it turns out the guy he was talking to the the police patrolman or sergeant or whoever he was uh he told and he the guy believed him and it it affected that guy's life to the point where he's no longer an attendant at the club now he's a member so well not not him like his kids generations later his grandson the the guy the guy got rich (laughs) yeah and um so now it's like okay so you can affect the past I guess that's what I like because it's because yeah. they give you the conclusion. You're like, oh, OK, I get it. And then they give you the other conclusion. You go, I don't get it. Well, I actually like this. I know we're going to talk about them in a different order than this, but I really like the comparison of this episode and what it, it its premise on fate compared to the uh, the episode, um, the Nightmare at 30,000 feet episode we watch, because I've, I've seen this, too. Like, there's an argument. Well, if you went back that was supposed to happen. Therefore you had an effect and caused what was supposed to happen anyway. Um, or again, which I get, again, it's a weird premise because he did make some type of change later in the future, but he, you know, he went to warn everyone. And one of the people he was warning was the very person that assassinates the president. And he makes that line. I was like, you're, you're making me believe you, or I'm, I'm starting to believe you're right. Uh, right before he leaves him. Uh, so, Again, on this, it's not like he directly pushed him into it. He didn't give him anything to do what he did. No, he was going to do it. Anyway. was going to do it anyway. But uh, you could argue, like, if there was more setup there, it could have been that he's actually the one that fixed the point that caused what happened rather than, you know, yeah, what does he, he was probably thinking, should I do this, right? Because I'm shooting a president of the United States. And maybe because him going back in time, he gave him that nudge. You're like, oh, shit. They know about it. Let me go do it now, or I'm going to be compromised. That could be a possibility too. We, they don't tell outright tell you that. I mean, uh-huh. obviously, it's still going to happen no matter what. Right. Uh, I and- was getting frustrated though because in the episode, he knows, you know, he knows the date, he knows the location. That that checks out. He knows the exact time 
Uh, he knows the name of the play, which I admit I do, but I'm like a weird history idiot, uh, my American cousin. But he knows all of that, but it doesn't occur to him that the guy looks pretty much like John Wilkes Booth. Like if you look up a picture of him, the actor they got for him is close enough. He's got like a mustache and stuff. And yeah. also he was an actor. So he never like yeah, puts all that together. Like he knows the time Lincoln got shot, but he doesn't know that John Wilkes Booth was an actor. That bothered me. I, I think like, it's just an ordinary American. Uh, let's say he's a rich guy. He's, and and I'm just being picky here because most like productive rich people they're always working they don't like watch movies and shit all the time and they're just like i'm too busy for that stuff maybe he didn't know uh that was john wilkes but maybe he just read it in history books and he just remembered it as a child like oh that's the play and this is the year and this is when lincoln gets shot uh I I think it's funny because it almost kind of plays like Final Destination rules on how he tries to change something. Death is still going to take what it needs mm -hmm. and take a different path. So even even if he tried to stop it himself, I think some fuckery would have happened and Lincoln still would have got shot. So it is well, a set point. Is what I you thought did. there was a, su a subtle thing there, too, that he couldn't exactly remember the time. But it, the little bit of information it gives you to me, it, it hinted or suggested that Lincoln died or was shot earlier than he was supposed to have been shot because he was killed at a time based on the time they give you right before they announce it. And the play hadn't started yet. And Lincoln was killed in the middle of the play. So I, I did wonder if his impact actually caused him to die sooner. But it, and again, it's a subtle thing that's not really caught, but that's also what allowed that one other person who believed him, who was actually you know, giving that information and it kind of leads back to what Dubs had said. Does him going around saying this, did that rush things? So maybe he actually did impact the future in a different way. Um, I don't know. There's funny little things too, like in history, you know, John Wilkes Booth uh, did this and then he jumped and he actually, I think I can't remember if he just like, like had a severe injury or if he, I think he actually fractured his leg yeah. and he's, he, he narrowly escapes and then he hobbles away, and when he gets away, he actually finds a doctor whose uh, last name was Mud. And that doctor, unknowingly, you know, they doing the right thing, bandages him up and helps you know get him basically stabilized so he can go on and, and try to continue to run away. Only finding out later that he he basically aided the you know enemy number one in the U.S. at the time uh, for you know who killed the president. So the phrase "your name is mud" actually became a phrase because of of that situation. That's a, that's a good, which again, it's a phrase I hadn't heard very often. But when it was explained to me, I was like, "Oh, that's interesting." Hmm. So it, to me, it's little stuff like that. Like, would that change? Um, and the movie "The Butterfly Effect" kind of came to mind. Like he he made such a little change, but it did have a profound effect on one person, which then he got to directly see later, which is the person that was rich. So, I thought. I thought they were going to do, like, I, I generally do, like, the twist that happened, where it's like, oh, the the butler guy ended up being, like, one of the rich people now because of what, he, uh, you know, the chief or the police officer in, during that time, the lineage, uh, you know, made him rich. Uh, I thought they were going to do some, like, fuckery where they're just like, oh, he's a rich person now, and he's the butler now for some strange reason. Like I thought they were gonna be like, go, you know, fetch me a drink, 
And mm-hmm. I thought that was going to, and they didn't do that. They were just like, are you okay? <laughs> Did yeah. you, are you drunk? <laughs> are you on drugs? Like what's happening? Yeah. Everyone kept thinking he was drunk and then he thought he was drunk. Yeah. And then he was. Because <laughs> he was drunk. Oh no. <laughs> but uh, overall, I, I, I recommend this uh, episode. Yeah, I, I, I recommend this one. I was uh, I was a little uh, sad that he picked it because I had the scheme where as long as I could, I was going to keep choosing at least one episode that had a Civil War kind of theme to it. And this kind of eliminated one. I mean, technically, it's after the war, but I mean, yeah, still, <laughs> it's close enough. So he yeah. got me. He scooped me. Yeah, I recommend okay. it, too. This so far, this has been one of my favorite episodes we've watched. Yes. I really enjoyed because the twist to me. um. I, it was almost like a double twist. Like it could have ended the way it was, and it didn't have to do anything. But then it ended with the twist that it did, and it's like, oh, that's extra. The, the extra. I'm thing, glad it I worked out get. because sometimes stuff has a twist, and then it tries to do another twist, and it ruins the entire thing. But I guess it we'll does. <laughs> this one just pulled a double twist that was successful, and yes. I couldn't guess it. I, I like I figured out what was going to happen in the episode, mm. and like a lot of times when I'm watching Twilight, they're not toot my own horn, but there are a fair number of them. I figured out it's more because I'm, I'm already like in that mindset or it's something I've noticed from pop culture. So I figured out what's going to happen at the end. Mm-hmm. So that takes away a little from it versus like just having the, the rug pulled out from under you. Sure. This one was kind of nice because it just happened. And I was like, Oh, I didn't expect that. That was really neat. I, I liked that. It. it was very clever. So <laughs> the invaders, yes. the invaders, the Invaders uh, has a twist that I feel like it broadcasts heavily pretty early on, but that, that like that's kind of not what makes this episode fun, I, in my opinion. Yeah, I agree. Oh, it's, it's, wanna, it's the sound effects that make this episode fun. Did, did we want to <laughs> give Zach's uh, thing on back there, by the way? Oh, oh yeah, yeah, you're right. Uh, yeah. Back there, he said, interesting time travel episode. I mean, if you actually went back and started shouting at everyone, X is going to happen, they would most likely find you insane. I like that John Wilkes Booth stopped Corrigan, and he went back to his own time and slightly altered things anyway. Whoa. 7.3 <laughs> out of 10. <laughs> I th- that, that's such a Zach thing to say at the end. Whoa. Whoa. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly how you would say it. I, I like that he, he writes his, his own prose. It's great. <laughs> All anyway, right. the invaders. So, invaders, yeah. I What I really like about this episode, and a lot of people, like, even though last week, uh, me and Zach especially were shitting on A Night of Occurrence at Owl Creek and all that stuff, and there was not a lot of dialogue, sort of say. Mm-hmm. This had, like, Literally no dialogue until the very very so, end. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But that was and, the point. Yeah, and uh, it's funny uh, because there's a twi- uh, there's a movie out there of a uh, I forgot the name of it, but it's a lady in a house and there's no dialogue and an alien invasion is happening and it's not the same twist as like Twilight Zone, hmm. but there's like literally no dialogue. So <laughs> like interesting. I just think it's really ballsy to do something like that in in media where just like there's no dialogue and you're just basing off of the actor's emotions, whether it's like anger, sadness or frightened and all that stuff. Uh, Obviously, this is a little bit over the top, uh, especially because she's dealing with a a toy model thing that had like a knife and stuff. Yeah, I really, really want to like suspend my my uh cynicism 
and enjoy this episode for what it is. But man, it really puts you to the test. It really makes you want to go, ha ha ha, it's a little toy. Yeah. <laughs> it makes, it's the equivalent of like Shrek, like finding one of those little toy aliens from Toy Story. Like he sees it and he goes, ah! And then it's, it's like beeping and buzzing and shit. And it's like, what? Why are you afraid of this? Um, although, I mean, it does get her a few times. So I don't know. I mean, she it, it cuts her hand and open. And I guess their little guns are like causing those sores, so they're kind yeah, of like little lasers we can't see or something. Here, and have I mean, some the sound. The sound like yeah. fucks with her too. I I don't know. Like all of those things, I kind of get as like, oh yeah, I'd be pissed off and scared of these things too. Yeah, which I think for me, like I so I figured out the twist very early on. I jokingly was watching, and I was like, "Oh, I bet she's gonna be like a giant, and the alien's gonna be a human." And then I started watching. And I was like, "Motherfucker, that's exactly what this is." And then it happened, and I was like, "Damn it!" Like, uh, it's, it's, not, it's, it's not. It's, it's pretty. Like I said, I don't yeah. think it's that big a deal if you figure out the twist. It's still fun because of how. It, no, it is. I still enjoyed it. It, it. Don't get me wrong. I didn't like watch it and go, "Oh, this is awful." It was just funny that it's like, "Oh, okay, that was kind of predictable." Um. But again, that's just me. I, I I like to be if I can be surprised, I I like it. But yeah, yeah, that yeah. said, uh, there are subtle things though that help you pick out. I mean, the obvious thing it's not just that it's uh, there's no dialogue, but she doesn't talk because she doesn't speak English because she's not human, and that's mm-hmm. the trick. Is she's got this visceral grunting that might be her own, only way of communicating. And then you well, notice other things about her, like there's patches of hair in weird places you wouldn't expect normally on a human. A female. She's got like nails that are much, much longer than usual. Um, again, they're just like subtle things. Like, and as it goes, it reveals more and more, but it doesn't do it blatantly. But yeah, I kind of figured with the episode and stuff. Oh, this is what the twist will be. But it doesn't take away from it. Uh, I mean, again, elephants are afraid of mice. I mean, and I know that's a they... dumb way to compare it, but like, it it makes sense. A large thing can be afraid of a small thing. Oh, Fear of the it. unknown. There's another episode of Twilight Zone where these astronauts land on a planet and there's like a small patch of like little people uh, and they like uh, are they see them as a god. Right. Oh, uh, not it, not not seeing like not saying like the astronaut is seeing this giant as a god, but there's like, holy fucking shit. It's like Godzilla. <laughs> yeah, they, right. see it, they see it as like, a you know, a, 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 I mean, honestly, I don't understand why they're so combative if they're just trying to explore or whatever well i think that maybe they are trying to communicate and they just can't and this lady's like holy fuck what the fuck is that shit and like she's hostile and before like, she like a even sees them they've already caused her pain because of the sound of the ship like she jumps yeah. under the table and holds her ears mm-hmm. so right away oh this is obviously a danger to me you know it's fight or flight and you fight yeah, but I don't think that's intentional, though. I don't, I don't like that. Could just I, yeah, be, I know they aren't doing it on purpose. I'm just saying, like, there's a reason. Even if they tried to communicate, it was go time. And plus, I kind of feel like as soon as she saw the little guy, it was he, he had laser. He had that little Christmas light going. It, yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's what it looks like. It looks like a little Christmas tree bulb. It, it does. It looks like a little Christmas light. And then he blew a hole through that fucking door. I was joking because I watched Christmas Vacation just days before, and I was thinking to myself, that's that's the bulb, Clark. That's the one. <laughs> <laughs> he just needs that one to get the lights on. Yeah, it, it, it I mean, there's not a lot of plot. The, the twist is like the big thing we see at the end. Uh, I, I, I still think this is a classic episode. Uh, just because of how ballsy it is. I won't say it's the top 10, 
but it's still a classic in my opinion. Um, the the twist is funny, like seeing it from 2023 now, uh, especially when she's like beating the shit out of the fucking <laughs> the, the astronaut. Whack, whack, yeah. Whack. <laughs> I, when she puts it in a box and puts it in the fire, I cheered. I was like, "Yeah, you got him." That's right. Like I was waiting for her to do something stupid, like set him aside, and then he comes out and escapes. No, she's like, "I'm burning this motherfucker now." Yeah. <laughs> so what's really cool about it? Think about the time of when it was made. Like this, this probably was a wild and very bold thing to do at the time. Like you'd said, because th- this episode was 1961. Those are American right. astronauts she murdered. Yeah. So I yeah, mean, well, sixty-one though. Season. I'm trying to remember if I if I've got my history straight. Uh, we didn't send a man to space until sixty-three, sixty-four. I believe so. Yeah. Or, so like we, like, I think That's Russia. Why they if, both look like the Michelin Man. We didn't know. Like, yeah, how it was going to be at, at this point. Like, at this yeah. point, only one person had been to space, and it was not an American. So we hadn't even been in the orbit yet. So it's kind of like crazy to wrap your head around what this, like this twist and like what it would look like. I could get this being a really cool thing that people would see and be like, Oh, this was wild. Like this would be water cooler conversation all day. Right. Yeah. Like the following, did you see that? That was a crazy twist. I didn't think that I thought that ugly ogre lady was real, just a real ugly lady, but no, I thought she was French. I thought it was Citizen <laughs> Kane's mommy. Yeah, just to give credit where credit's due, the militia man uh, look and all that stuff. Uh, in for all mankind, for the Apple TV uh, TV show about space, there are like uh, space astronauts on Mars in that show that have that t- like big puffy suit. So they weren't far off on that. So I, I give them I give them credit on that. Uh, still cheesy, by the way. Still uh, quite cheesy. I mean, this is this has got to be one of the the cheesiest, silliest episodes of Twilight Zone. But I recommend it nonetheless because of how fun this episode is. It is right. fun. What did Zach have to say? Zach said a classic episode to me, hearkening back to those days of me watching marathons of Twilight Zone during the summer in the mid two thousands. This was one of the ones where I just really enjoy the twist at the end, though it's silly. My favorite thing about it, though, is that you can't necessarily tell what's actually going on and who the, oh, excuse me, who the invaders are, unless you've already seen the episode. I don't know about that. The actress who played the giant older lady should also be commended for her acting. Dead serious while being attacked by toys. Yes, for real though. <laughs> like I mean that that uh, any actor that can pull off a performance without dialogue is a good actor in my book. They always. Uh make fun of uh, the guy who played Shane in Walking Dead and Punisher. They always uh, make fun of his, like, method ha- acting, where he always has to rub his head when he acts. <laughs> it just When you watch his acting, by the way, he gets, like, so into his, his uh, character, he rubs his head, like, ferociously. Not saying, like, it's comparison to, like, no dialogue. I don't know. I just, that came to my head. <laughs> oh, that's <laughs> drug addiction. That's, that's not method acting. Yeah. All right. I'm anxious. <laughs> I'm anxious. We got to talk about Evergreen. We got to do it. Yeah. We're, let's do it. Evergreen's the next one. Let's the go. tone. The tone of Evergreen is just 2000s. Like it's early. yeah. It's so like nostalgic. It's it's like I've never seen the show before. But part of me is like I've seen the show before. Like it feels so much like you took like one part. Are you afraid of the dark? one part that Goosebumps television show, and then one part of Spicy X-Files, and uh, put it all together, and this came out. It feels so much... 
Yeah, but it you, feels so much like the production quality of like some of those Nickelodeon shows to me. Yeah, like I don't Amanda know what Bynes. it is. It's, it's that television, just the way the shots are composed and the 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 like. I mean, I don't want to be mean. Lazy direction, like it's all just like really utilitarian. This is the shot. This is. Oh, the you shot. didn't like those Dutch angles? Mm-hmm. No. Fuck. <laughs> but uh, the, I, the I only, love it. The, the tone of it's outrageous. It's so interesting. <laughs> yeah. Number one positive thing about the 2002 series, Forrest Whitaker. Is yeah, like, I was excited. Like that's so cool. Yeah. <laughs> yep, I saw it too. I was like, oh, that's awesome. I was disappointed, though. I, I don't know about the intro. I assume it did. But the outro was very clearly shot on a green screen. I was like, oh. <laughs> yeah. They, they couldn't have him on set to pan to. I'm sure he was too busy. He's probably filming Panic Room. Yeah, I, I think that's around the time. That yeah, that sounds him. about right. That sounds about right, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, th- this... You you hit it right on the the head there uh, with the whole uh, mixture there because right off the bat I'm like, oh this is like Nickelodeon it's like Amanda Bynes but like serious it feels like <laughs> it's so much yeah and um, automatically I'm like man this is 2000 as fuck yeah, like <laughs> they're just like remember, I just remember- listen to Lincoln Park after watching this episode. Yeah, and, and that's weird, but that's, that's what that was you, my go-to. You should have wanted to listen to Corn. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> well, I mean, well, the, guy, the guy from Corn did the the fucking theme song. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, Jonathan the guy Davis. from Corn did the theme song, and then the actual music in the episode is done by Mark David Snow. Snow. Mark yeah. Snow, that's it, not David Snow. Yeah, Mark Snow, X Files guy. Like I kept yeah. seeing the names in the intro, and I was like, I think I'm gonna like this. And then I watched it. I was yeah. like, eh, Well, that was a show, I guess. Yeah, I looked up at, at, like as I was watching, and I was like, Am I watching an episode of Buffy? It, like again, yeah, it, like, yeah, said, yeah it, there you go. That's another it, good it, one. It yeah. fit like right in that mold of how it looks. Yeah, it just said aesthetic. Yeah, I will say this: this episode had that aesthetic. The next episode didn't have that aesthetic as much. I think that a lot of that has to do to with it specifically doing an episode about teenagers. I know this is weird, but I I do think part of it's that. Um, the they had ne- to shoot the, it like Alex Mack because it's about a teenager. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> Alex Mack. What a deep cut. <laughs> That's right. Uh, the secret world. Yeah. <laughs> the uh, the other episode that was attached to this because it's i guess it, it i looked at it these were like in clusters like when these episodes came out oh, they came like out together in two episodes oh. two stories so i watched the other one because i watched it as the original episode one and the other one looks a bit different but oh. it still has a lot of the same di- like direction and shots but it's just a very different atmosphere because but it's you shot said, in the hospital you said um that this is considered one of the best episodes of of the 2002 reboot of twilight yeah. zone yeah, so I when I looked up, this is how I picked it. I wanted to do something different because we yeah. all we were all talk kept talking about it, and I was like, someone's got to jump. Mm-hmm. And I I just did like I'd already settled like last year. I actually had this in mind. I really did. I knew I was going to choose the uh, the episode I did uh, from the Jordan Peele series. Mm-hmm. I knew that was going to be the episode I chose because it's the one I chose last year of the original. Yeah, that's cool. Um, so I yeah exactly I wanted a neat like con- continuity there. So then the other was okay. Do I choose something from the eighties or do I choose something from two thousand two? Okay, this is like the forbidden like nobody wants to touch this. Let's jump to this first. And I just simply looked up what are the most recommended episodes from this. And the first one that came up consistently across the board was Evergreen. Really? 
Yeah, now, to be fair, when I've looked back and I've seen those, it wasn't just Evergreen. They were recommending watching Evergreen and the other episode together. Uh, So so maybe we watched the wrong one. It might be that we watched the wrong one because I didn't get a why. I didn't read too much into that because I didn't want to spoil things. I just kind of thought, oh, Evergreen, that's what it is. But it definitely was saying them together, and that makes a lot of sense because personally, I liked – the other episode a lot more. I'll talk to that more. Talk about it more in the "What oh, did you man. do?" and stuff. But yeah, if we had that in the ranking, I'd probably have this ranked a, b- a bit higher when we hmm. get to our rankings. But but yeah, it, th- this episode, uh, I don't know if if this. I didn't is, like it much. I'm just gonna say it. I just didn't. I didn't like either. It much. I, if, I didn't like it. They had the opportunity for like several cooler things to happen. I uh, yeah. I I'm agree. not gonna say like I'm a better writer than these guys, but like I was like, oh, I bet the twist is gonna be that. Those those parents only have one daughter, and that the other daughter is it's like a split personality thing. It's like the good, the good, the bad. Oh, that would be cool. Yeah, I, that's what, I really thought that was going to happen because people kept not talking to the nice daughter all the time, and she kept not being involved in important scenes. And then toward the end, stuff finally happened that involved her. I was like, okay, well, that's not. That's not. Yeah, that's like, not going to happen. Adam's on her sister and gets her murdered. I was like, what a what a fucking horrible sibling. I, yeah, <laughs> I just think the writing in this fucking episode was was stupid. It's stupid, and and I, I actually have to like maybe uh, revise my my uh, rankings. Oh, did you put it high? I, I put it uh, higher than the next episode, but that's just based off of my uh, thoughts on it uh, when we get to it. Like it's uh, not all negative. Uh, I was entertained ish, but honestly, I'll jump right to it. I don't really recommend it. I, no, I don't either. I, will, I really want to. I really want to be a hipster and be like, "Oh, it turns out the 2002 Twilight Zone rips, dude." But it doesn't. It's the music not, rips. Not this one, but I I strongly I recommend the you other got, one. You gotta wait a whole year. You yeah. Well, no, we'll we'll talk about it and then we'll get to it later. I, maybe I'll pick it next year to make you guys watch it because it, it was fun. But yeah. uh, that said, yeah, I'm the same way. I don't recommend this episode. I think the problem with this was that, and I always want to give benefit of the doubt of where they're going with the narration. If they lead to somewhere and then they are able to pull the rug out from under you and go somewhere else that's like just very conceptually abstract and weird, that is totally fine to me. It didn't do that. The twist was her sister's a cunt. Like, oh, no. Yeah, that's, that's that's lame. That's not a twist. Yeah, it's not yeah. Even a twist. It's just it's like, not, it's it's just like there's shitty stuff going on at the end. Oh, it's a bad ending. No, bad endings aren't twists. They're lazy writing. Yeah, yeah. You know, I I agree. Like that, there's nothing about this that also sticks out as Twilight. Like this type of situation yeah. could totally exist. So it, it doesn't it be like a cult, but yeah. Yeah, yeah. I was like, I, I'm pretty sure this is just Scottsdale, Arizona. Like, I don't know why <laughs> they made this a, a thing. I, it's fucking weird. You know, that's well, a yeah. real thing that they can do. When you die, they can, like, put you in a little jar and it grows a tree. Yeah. That's that's, that's weird. <laughs> I thought that was funny. I was like, oh, they're doing yeah. the thing. <laughs> yeah, you, know, you can be, uh, yeah, you can totally have, uh, like, actually, they started doing those things where you can have the open burial, where instead of being buried within a casket, too, you can be buried in a way that you, like, your nutrients give back to the roots. And it helps grow a plant. Again. Yeah. Uh, your your it, energy. It's just, the whole concept was stupid. Like, they go to this neighborhood gated community area, right? And they make it look like it's a cult, but there's still children like that. Luke kid was apparently like not obeying the rules and stuff. Like, I guess they had to show like, like, oh, this is what's going to happen to you if you don't fucking behave and all that stuff. Uh, And then 
you know, they have that little meeting inside of a fucking library and stuff, and they're like doing some weird fucking counting with the marbles and stuff. They're voting on whether or not they're gonna kill Luke, I guess. Yeah, yeah. and and then you're just like, wow. And then you, what do they have on these parents that they're giving up? And if they leave, they lose everything. Or are they signing a waiver where they're just like, hey, if you don't fucking obey by the contract, we're gonna make you a fucking tree too. And, I mean, it's it's, it, it's kind of leaning into that. It, it's actually funny because rather than going toward the side of the Twilight Zone and the, the eerie and the paranormal, this leans much more into the cult, like Scientology. Like you can't once you've joined, you can't leave. We'll make you disappear. We'll just put you somewhere and hold you hostage for twenty years until you've changed your mind. Like I, I imagine, like they have them so financially constrained that they, like their, their lives are ruined if they leave. It this, uh, this episode felt preachy to kids that color their hair have tattoos on them and smoke cigarettes because that was like the theme in there like oh this this girl she's you know she's misbehaved she wears tattoos she colors her hair uh you know the father she was has like pissed. underage sex well yeah they, yeah they also just lumped all of that together like think like they also like basically immediately paint the picture if you dye your hair then you're immediately porking every guy you see and and doing drugs. Yeah, that's also really stupid because it's oh, like yeah, she, this... she's crass and like kind of a bitch, and her hair's crazy and whatever. She got tattoos, but then also they just show that she she the CDs is the thing that she unloads first. Is like, well, if you listen to grunge music, then that means you're a fucking delinquent or whatever. Yeah, it, it feels <laughs> like it feels like this was definitely made by someone who was at Bible camp when they like made like wrote the script. Like mm-hmm. it, it, it feels, it feels fucked up. And this is not a good way to start. Like, I almost wonder if someone put the pilot out and they're like, oh, fuck, I guess let's go. And then like, they knew right before, like it was doomed to fail. <laughs> they're like, well, that's where they're starting. Okay, great. Oh man. Yeah. I, but- feel, I feel like it was 2002 and I was watching the show and I saw just that. I, I don't know that I'd go out of my way to watch the rest of the show. See, you I'm, know? I'm weird. Because I I watch a lot of shit and I like Outer Limits in the the, the late nineties and early two thousands have like this lame type of acting and stuff and sometimes they're either hit or miss uh, and this one totally missed with me yeah uh, I don't even this, think it's a mix of the acting it's like I don't even mind if like the acting is all weird or hokey is as long as like there's some narration or story that makes like sense this doesn't even fit within the theme of of Twilight Zone. I hate the uh, dude. I hated the parents at the end because they yeah. were just like, "Fuck this child!" Now she's dead. Oh, now we have the perfect child. I'm like, "Fuck you, bitch!" That's like, fucking like, dumb. That's stupid. Yeah. They, they they like they sacrifice their child so that they can live That's in a gated shit. community. Yeah, if they made this episode today, like, and just wanted, they would just make her a lesbian, and they and they would just like have all the same shit happen, and then at the end, it would say, "Welcome to Florida." We got rid of this. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> like this is just Florida. This is living in Florida, guys. Yep. Oh, you're a boy now. Well, off to Acadia. <laughs> Arcadia. Uh, oh, Arcadia. That was... Yeah. That. That. Yeah. I don't recommend this episode. This this episode was nope. shit. Oh, let's let's hear what Zach had to say because he typed a lot. Okay. Mark Snow did the music in this show. The guy who did the music for the X-Files. I also have to say, I really enjoyed the super early 2000s intro for the show. Very of its time. Not real sure what to say about this. I, I feel there wasn't enough time for this one to cook, so to speak. It's a kind of weird gated community, but the weirdness wasn't really explored much at all. 
you just see all the teenagers dressed the same and a bunch of stuff is banned. That's all. Then it goes right to the twist just a few minutes later. Bad kids are supposedly sent to military academy, but nope. Arcadia is a fertilizer company. <laughs> well, that escalated quickly. So delinquent teenagers are turned into fertilizer. The head of the gated community said kids can come back from Arcadia, though. So are you sent to jail? And if you act up, you get turned into fertilizer? Show the picture of Bruce Wayne from Batman Forever where he says, it just raises too many questions. <laughs> <laughs> he has a, like the, the bracket, so I guess he wanted you to put that up. <laughs> I don't know, man. I just don't know. 4.6 out of 10. <laughs> just for audio, uh, because we're looking at a visual of Val Kilmer, uh, Bruce Wayne. Uh, <laughs> it's, a shame. it's a shame we're sound only now, but thank you. <laughs> Oh man, it'd be it'd be pretty good. I, I I do like that he included the cue. <laughs> That's pretty good. Thanks for that one, Zach. Yeah. All right. So, all right. So we're uh, the finale here. Nightmare at twenty thousand feet. The thirty thousand feet. Thirty thousand feet. It is. Yeah, they named it something different. Yeah, I, I typed it wrong on mine. I actually need to go back and fix that because I didn't realize. I thought that was kind of clever that they did that because the cruising altitude, I guess, is higher for newer aircraft. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, it's it's updated just like how the the story updated. Um, so yeah, just effectively, uh, just a, a this is a episode from the new season or series uh, by Jordan Peele, and it's a modern take on a classic which we watched last year. If you follow the show, in which uh, a a man with known anxieties gets on a plane and is given evidence that no one else can really see or hear that the plane is going to crash. And there's like a little strange hairy man on the, the plane and he starts freaking out and it causes a lot of trouble. Um, and I had a question before you continue. Yeah. What, what known anxieties? Cause maybe I missed something. Well, he just said he had had a mental breakdown at some point yeah. and his wife or girlfriend or something was like, you don't need to be going to Tel Aviv if, Especially not now. Well, but actually, when, when this was made, you don't need to be going to Tel Aviv if you've got these problems. You just, oh, it'll be fine. It'll be just fine. I need to go there and do some writing or whatever. Well, and I'm actually referring to the Shatner one. I'm talk- I'm I'm just I'm still giving a little back. Like both st- stories are have the we, same. We thing. watched it last year. Go listen to that episode. Yeah. So anyway, it's the comparison. You have a man with anxiety. They give they the illusion that he had a lot of stress, and then later in the uh, the episode when he's talking to the the one guy, uh, um, the pilot, uh, that's that's not a pilot, but is a pilot. Um, he's I the got pilot. questions about that too when we get to it. I do too, but I, I think we have different takes on it. I don't know. I anyway, uh, he mentions that he had a mental breakdown, uh, and so like you're giving this person that has a lot of paranoia and anxiety, and has clearly been affected by stress. But it's relatable because people have high stress and cause you to think some crazy things. Um, gets on a plane, and as he's on the plane, he's listening to a podcast, and the podcast is talking about his plane crashing. Shout out to Dan Carlin. Yeah, Dan, Dan yeah. Carlin's the voice of the podcast. It's so funny. Like when it, when it came up, I was like, "Is that?" And then he said like two sentences, like "That's fucking Dan Carlin." No, it is. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. This motherfucker talking about the Roman Empire for like twenty hours now. Yeah, no, it's really <laughs> cool. He he does. Uh, he like at the very beginning, they talk about the coincidences. It's October fifteenth. The flight. It's a flight ten fifteen, and it is leaving at ten fifteen. It was delayed to that point. And just before he gets on, he meets someone who asks for his autograph because he is a magazine writer and uh the uh guy gets a point and instead of just saying goodbye, he says seeing you soon 
which is strange because the guy does nothing else about him. It it like sets a weird tone. He even like does a double take, but then later on gets on the plane. As he's listening to the podcast, things start to unravel. He's getting very suspicious and paranoid of different people on the plane that could be responsible because he's already even given evidence that this person knows something in the future. Like the person sees the, the bird that, that crashes into the, the wing. The Kramer Yeah. The yeah. Uh, and you know, planes are weak to water type. Uh, so, <laughs> um, but anyway, as he, he, he starts to unravel and he starts to intervene in some way to try to ascertain how this could happen because he is now in the belief that this plane is going to crash and he only has so much time to stop it. And After that, he finally got on the plane, I uh, I don't know about you guys, but I experienced a feeling of relief. And what I mean by that is, like, at the beginning, he's like, oh, I'm a really nervous guy. I'm going to Tel Aviv on a plane. I wonder what's going to happen in this episode of The Twilight Zone called Nightmare at 30,000 Feet. And I thought for sure, oh, it's going to be like a CG crazy-looking monster, and it's going to look really impressive. Oh, my God, dude. No, they completely remove that and make the anxiety, make make the uh, the problem something else entirely. What a relief. That is so yes. cool. I liked that a lot, actually. I, I love the change that they made there because they also made it like, okay, well, what what he's seeing could happen, but it's paranormal in that he is hearing the future. He's hearing it, yeah. It, there's, yeah. Like, there's like stupid little bullshit like everything's 1015 and it turns out to be the code into the cockpit. Like, mm-hmm. there's little, like, pieces of, I mean, I don't know what to call it besides, like, magic, like, Twilight Zone bullshit. Yeah. Make it an episode of the Twilight Zone. But otherwise, it's all, like, it it, it has that flavor of realism to it. That I oh, really it does. Like. No, actually, I really <laughs> liked it. In comparison to the last episode, which didn't feel at all like a Twilight Zone episode, this no. very much did in a modern way. Um I also got a little bit of, uh, which I think someone else said this, too, or I read it. Maybe Zach's one that said it. Black Mirror. Yeah, uh, it's more yeah. toward the end. Honestly, but... the beginning I thought felt like Black Mirror when he's coming yeah. through and they're using the stupid little thing, the the metal detector, and he walks through the dete- and the guy, the gloved hand comes right up in the camera and says, "Sir, I, I need your permission for an additional pat down or whatever." Mm-hmm. That I was like, "Man, this feels really Black Mirror right now." But I got away from it and then it went back to it. So yeah, yeah. no, I agree. So uh, the guy that he meets initially that. You know, he's gradually getting this information from. So, I'm uh, to me at least, I felt like we were being led to think that maybe that person wasn't real because no one else interacted with him. It's like a personification of his insight. Like, yeah, I thought I thought that he was he was having a hallucination, and that person was just talking to him, and he that kept, person he kept turning up after a different conversation. So, yeah, I had that and he was also the only person that was reinforcing that he thought that what he was saying was real. So, to me, I th- I really thought that was the the thing. So it it is funny because the only thing it's not explained is how this other person had the podcast. Like that's the eerie magic of, okay, we don't get an explanation of that, of how he would have that. But it is interesting to think that sometimes in those moments of stress, you can be the person that can be the architect of your own downfall just by feeding into it. Like it's a self-fulfilling prophecy. And that's what happens. If he just let shit go, it never would have happened. But because he did. What a cool looking MP3 player, by the way. Yeah, 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 that was, that was weird. <laughs> I was like, what is that thing? I want that. That's cool. So yeah. I'm gonna make it's, weird... it's the new model zoom. That's what it is. Hell yeah. I'm gonna make a weird <laughs> analogy. Uh, not hating on it because I I said on Facebook Messenger that I kind of had like beef with it. Uh and I do big I, time. We're not there yet though. Okay. Um the analogy that I'm gonna make is 
Heath Ledger Joker versus Jack Nicholson Joker. And and I'm saying that, you know, William Shatner versus this actor portraying that uh, anxiety no, I, I guy. I get what you're saying. That makes sense to me. Yeah. So I prefer William Shatner. And based off of that, you know, seeing that thing on the wing and him <sighs> freaking out and the wife giving him pills, like I actually felt he was, you know, uh, anxiety and all that stuff. In in this episode, I didn't I I felt he got more anxiety when he was obviously I get it that he's listening to the podcast and shit was happening and you know just like anybody that's listening to uh, Q conspiracy theories thinking that there's a deep state fucking ha- happening and listening to every fucking word like that that's Joe Rogan told me my plane's going down <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> so like I get there's people like that but at the same time. I've seen this guy's work a lot and he felt calm at times. And then when he butted himself into situations, I got annoyed at times where it was kind of like forced, like, Hey buddy, just get back to your fucking seat. <laughs> like th- that was more of a personal thing for me. Well, I, uh, I think where- that's like, he's, he has, he, he has an outrageous amount of anxiety, like something I don't have. And I can't really put myself in the mindset of. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and they don't lean into the stereotype of it. So to me, I I think it's great, but it's because I can relate to that. And maybe that's that's more of an everyday thing. Like I I also interact and see and, and would treat a lot of people with anxiety. And you would see people that it doesn't seem like they would have anxiety, but they have crippling anxiety. Like this person could be at that level. It doesn't all have to be that I'm actively hallucinating and seeing madness, and I'm doing mad shouting, and I have to be thrown. Like the the what's the meme? The the lady that was like. Yeah, you back there, you're not fucking real. You know, that that was a real thing. Oh, yeah, I remember that, yeah. That, that should happen, right? Like, okay, I mean, they play on that in this episode, too. Like, when he's, like, yelling, like, people take their cameras out. It's like, oh, yeah, that is current time. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. He realized it. He's like, oh, shit. Like, but, so, I didn't think it was too bad. I get it. They they made his character, instead of being, like, more assertive or type A in addition to his anxiety, he was very much, like, that Milton-esque character. Like, um, excuse me, please. And then, like, as he would escalate people, would you shut the fuck up? Or like, as soon as he would step to that point to confront the boundary, like he shut down immediately. And he's like, okay. And then he goes off and that pilot's like, you're fucking right. Yeah. You should do something about this. Like <laughs> that, that's, was- that's why I thought it was like his, his like weird alter ego or something that was telling him this shit until it wasn't, which is my biggest bone to pick with the, the episode, but we'll get there. Yeah. No, yeah, let's it- do it. Let's pick some bones. Or yeah. Snubs, you want to talk about the middle a little more. No, the the middle, I just, like, I laughed where they were just, like, they go up to these Indian guys, and he's like, hey, turn off your Wi-Fi because the plane yeah, is well, going to crash. Yeah, what is that? It's like, dude, settle down. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, and then he, he went up to the Russian guys and stuff, and they were just, like, a football team, a.k.a. soccer. Uh, yeah. And, and then the actual guy comes out from the, the fucking... The first class. Yeah, yeah and he's like, be, he's, like, what the fuck? Get away from me. Like, I thought that was fine, like, and all that stuff. And, you know... After that, the ending is what kind of pissed me off a little bit. Yeah, big time. It's it's time to pick some bones. Uh, Chaz, it sounds like you and I are at odds here because I like um, the twist of the podcast becomes self-fulfilling and he knows the code because 1015 is turning up everywhere. And by the way, an interesting thing about the podcast, uh, at least once, I think twice, when he looks at the podcast, the amount of time left in the podcast is the amount of time left in the episode. Very nice touch. I liked that a lot. But oh, that's kind of cool. Yeah, I like I that, that twist a lot, and I fucking hate 
the end, the, the the twist at the end on the island, it ruins the whole goddamn. If it wasn't for that, this I I would I'd be over the moon for this episode if it wasn't for that shitty lousy ruination of a twist at the end. Okay, is that we purgatory. Is that no, purgatory? no, we totally agree. No. Okay, so okay, so we're on the same wavelength. I liked that that twist. What I didn't like was the very very end. Yeah, I would have liked it's him surviving stupid. and hearing that like afterwards he's the only like, he was the only one that wasn't found and then he was just by himself on the island or no, that would have been fine. That's what I yeah. wanted to happen. That's I, what I, I like that's they announced it and everyone came after yeah. and they took him apart and I'm like it's we didn't stupid. need that. You just so took dumb. the twilight. You sucked all the air out of it. Yeah, absolutely. Like you you set it up and it was like you know shining and glowing and it was a pinnacle of really cool story writing and then you yeah just, you kicked it over into the mud like to me this episode was really easily ruined. in my top four like top three top four until that very end like same I, thing yeah i was ready to be like oh man i'm gonna put this sucker over and then that happened i was like well fuck this up. okay well so, I'm glad we're on the exact same page then because that i was so pissed i was like are you kidding me yeah it's stupid i hate i it. just think... I, I did like the little easter egg though the the doll oh yeah the, the hairy uh yeah the little keychain thing yeah i saw <laughs> it too. I was like, oh that's neat sorry doves what were you saying so, just explain to me. That was purgatory, right? That's the guilt that he's feeling? I guess. That, that makes as much sense as anything. Because, I mean, maybe. I thought... But the, I thought the, the whole... podcast says they get discovered later. And so far, it's been right about everything. Yeah, the, that's the thing. is The podcast has told the truth so far. So, and he's the only person that doesn't get found. So, it would seem to lead that they all get stranded on an island. They do mm, eventually get found. Me. The reason he doesn't get found is because they murdered him because they blamed him because he's the one that was the meddling shit. Um, oh, that's stupid. I... Yeah, and so they never mentioned the pilot. They, they, that's the other thing. The podcast talks about that pilot. They never mentioned that. So, the other thing I thought of was, okay, benefit of the doubt, is he actually the one that broke in there and... And cause them to crash. Yeah, but again, so that plays in that whole thing, like the Fight Club thing, right? Like yeah. he actually is the one that did it. But there's really nothing to lend to that. Yeah. I, I don't know. That would have been better than what they did. Yeah, I, I just, I just hated the actual, the actual ending sucked. It's yeah, awful. Yeah, the actual ending was just a big, big fart. It was so close to being great. They could have just left it. Could have left the. Could have literally just let him crash the plane that ended too, like that. I didn't need to know that he survived. I didn't need it. Yeah, I didn't really need that. Like, it could be like, oh, this is purgatory, but like, why? What his punishment for what? Being anxious? Yeah, that's stupid. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I, I was, I was so disappointed, so disappointed. God damn it, it's so frustrating. Like talking about it is getting me pissed off all over. Yeah, I'm trying to think. So, at, the, at near the beginning, when he's getting on the plane, he gives away his seat to a family. He gives away his first class seat. Yeah, to that kid. Yeah. Oh. Does so, does that have anything to do with? He wouldn't be where the MP3 player was if he hadn't done that, I guess. Okay, uh, that's what uh, I wondered. I was like, okay, the MP3 player was a part of the seat he was in, so if he hadn't swapped like that, um, and that also plays off in like his personality, like that mix of being really passive and all oh, whatever. Like, if he would have just been assertive there, instead he never would have ended up in the situation he was. Yeah, I I, do I don't like, know. I do find it funny when he's like listening to the podcast and stuff, and he tells the guy next to him, "Hey, you want to listen? I don't want to get lice." <laughs> he goes to the next. Oh, yeah. it's kind of funny. <laughs> it is. It is like they're trying to explain away why doesn't he just have someone else listen to it? And he did try once, but he could have tried again. <laughs> yeah, like he literally could have just yelled at him, like this podcast is saying we are all going to crash. If you were on a plane and that happened. What the hell would you do? 
Right. I I don't know if I yeah. can do it. I'd probably uh, alcohol, please. <laughs> yeah, th- by the way, that would solve this entire episode. Uh, a Xanax and like an airplane bottle of Jack, problem solved. I gotta be asleep. Done. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, we call it. In the beginning, by the way, uh, I guess if we're playing with the this guy who may be real, maybe not real, whatever. When they're at the uh, store and stuff, and they're all he, they go to grab the same magazine. Did one of you guys go? There's other magazines. Yeah, that was weird. Yeah, because I was like, okay, maybe me, Chaz, maybe you're onto something. Maybe they are the same person. Because I'm still convinced not a yeah. single other person interacts with that person at all. There's never any time that person interact like someone else responds or reacts to that person in the entire episode. It has a very strong vibe of that. He's also not on the island, and it says everyone on the plane survived except except him. That's the only person that wasn't on the island. I really do wonder if if he snapped or something else happened and he and it was him. That again, the mental breakdown thing is is playing in there. There, I mean, it's again, Edward Norton didn't think he was having a mental breakdown until he realized. Well, he he became Brad Pitt, right? Like that, yeah. that that's the whole point of a mental breakdown. Sometimes you don't know, so I, that it's possible. But because they left that vague enough without explaining it, and they just let him get killed, it just shitty. It would explain. I, I give it this: if they if they would have made it blatant that that was the twist, and then he gets murdered, I would have at least accepted that more because it would have made sense why that entire group of people would have murdered him. Because he made more, yeah, that, that would like maybe that's what we're supposed to extrapolate from it. Yeah, the way I don't know, I might almost research it more because I could at least settle with the, the ending more. But yeah. without that, that specific take, that that ending sucks. Like yeah, they have no other reason that... to kill him other than he's the guy that literally tried to kill. Them. It's like if the people on Flight ninety three were bringing something up horrible like that. Like if they all survived, and so did the people that crashed their plane. And they got out. Yeah, they like if that angry mob decided, you know what? Yeah, we're gonna kill them. Like, okay, I at least get that. But for yeah, him just to be a whiny bitch, and they're like, you know what? We're gonna kill you. We're on this island because you complained a lot. Like, I kind of, I, I kind of hate the whole uh, them crashing and surviving thing because he goes, in, he he goes into the cockpit and he just like falls asleep. <laughs> like, there's there's no landing happening. You know, also it doesn't make any sense them all surviving that like it's still the whole the podcast has predicted everything up until that point and dan carlin would never lie to me he hasn't yet so Mm -hmm. like i want to be like oh the podcast has to be telling the truth but i don't know the the whole last scene just doesn't make how would they all survive that doesn't make any sense yeah none of them are wounded they're just like in regular clothes they're not even wet so i yeah that's why i thought it was purgatory dubs is is on to something like it's yeah also the pilot doesn't excuse how shitty an ending it is the pilot also, or the guy that like ends up crashing the whole thing, whoever that is, he, he, I don't think he murders that other guy, but he, he damn near does. And like, if they crash, all right, who's dragging his ass out, right? The co-pilot yeah. just like again, presuming that no one just actively goes and gets that person unconscious off the floor. There's an unconscious man who was nose first into that water. And, and I watched Lost, by the way. Uh, the pilots get fucked up in that show, so I'm just saying. Yeah, so I don't know. I I, I think it's strange. I I would be interested, and I might actually do my little research there I, I'm and just see if like, there's the an Earth interpretation. <laughs> no, I just want to see an interpretation. If I can get something from Jordan Peele to say, like, were we supposed to interpret this from that character or not? 
And if I get it, great. If not, if it was open-ended, then that was a shitty way to do it. Because that open-ended is the wrong way to do an open-ended thing. Because one side of it makes it at least okay. The other side of it just leaves me with a very sour taste in my mouth. Yeah. Um, I, re- yeah. I recommend it until pretty much the ending. <laughs> pretty much, yeah. Well, it's like, it was a nine, says, and then it was like a fucking five and a half or something. Yeah, for those, if you haven't watched it, you should watch it up until he says goodnight, New York. Yeah, there you go. Perfect. And then bam, End it. Turn Stop it, it right off. there, because everything fulfilled itself. You don't need anything else. Oh, and um, I, we haven't said it once. I did want to say Adam Scott does a really good job at this. I like him as an actor, but he... Oh, yeah, he Adam Scott's great. Yeah. He's great yeah. in Severance, by the way. Well, I recommend that show. It's on Oh, uh, He's been in so many different things. It's funny. Most of the stuff I've watched him in has like not been... <laughs> yeah, Parks and Rec is largely what I, I remember him from, and, and Step Brothers, but <laughs> it's just oh. comedy stuff. I, I His comedy stuff's really funny. But uh, but yeah, he, he he's yeah. I, th- I thought his his acting in this was really good. I think he was supposed to annoy you. So I yeah. like to me, I I thought it was spot on. I uh, about Zach. Yeah, well, oh, yeah. Real real quick though, I I I really I really want to recommend it, but I just don't with that ending. It's just it's so it's. I was like, oh good, I wasted forty minutes. I, I'm gonna give it that middle. I I I very lightly recommend it because I still think it's really good and potential for what the new season series can be. And I haven't, I've only watched this, so I haven't watched anything else to know, but I, I feel like they were so close to something. And then it, yeah. uh, it's like the candy man of, uh, <laughs> of twilight zone episodes. It's like, why? But all right. Well, anyway, uh, let's read Zach's review here. Um, not too sure about this new show. I may need to see more of it. This felt more Black Mirror-ish than Twilight Zone to me, but mm-hmm. that could be a really off-base comparison. I don't know. The protagonist was obnoxious, but I guess that was the point because at the end of the day, he caused the crash. But what actually happened in the end? All the passengers and crew survived and killed Jason Anderson? How? Why? I want to know why! <laughs> I don't. I just don't want it to happen. <laughs> I just Yeah, exactly. It's like, I don't. I don't want that at all. I think I would have been okay. Also, like when the the pilot guy when he's like about to sleep, it does like a transition of him being in the pilot seat, and then it crashes. I would have been okay with that. That's that's a very Twilight Zone ending too, as well. Where you're just like, oh my god, it was it was him all along. It was his split personality. Or they could have done it vague, where it just ended there and it crashed, and that that could also be another fucking Twilight Zone esque ending. Where it just ended abruptly, so yeah. Let's rank them. Let's let's slap these puppies in a list after an ad. Yeah, you want to do that? Okay, let me put an ad going on. All right, be right back. Wrestling nerds, wrestling weebs, wrestling fans. If you're looking for a different kind of podcast, one that goes over actual big wrestling news, I mean real stories, not somebody getting divorced or baseless rumors or whatnot, and get some color. We got that. We also do reviews of wrestling from the past, but sometimes we also do wrestling from the modern day too, if it's something that interests us at the time. Other than that, I would say the main attraction is just three guys who have been lifelong wrestling fans doing what wrestling fans do. Cutting up, cracking jokes, and just enjoying the entertainment wrestling can provide, however that comes. If you want to catch Getting Some Color, you can catch it bi-weekly on Thursdays, 10 p.m. Eastern, usually usually all right right. okay i already i've already been digging and already immediately found two things with theories that look like they're heavily it's over we're done we're not discussing anymore i'm just saying like it's time to rank them i 
Also, uh, for considering we watched eight things, I'm surprised how close a lot of our rankings are. Chaz, you and I straight up match 100%. Yeah. And uh, Dubs, you match our top four, so that's something. Yeah, I mean, there's only, yeah, just literally our, we're shuffling the bottom four, but our, our top four all match. And then Zach is all over the place. Yeah, because Zach's not here, he doesn't have the power to debate. So nope. I, that's what you get for popping beans. <laughs> so I guess we out. He's at rehab. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so we outrank him on the, the top four. What's his so... ranking, Dubs? Re- read his ranking and then read yours. And then. Okay. Uh, number eight is an occurrence at Owl Creek Bridge. He gave that a three out of ten. Uh, seven, he gave Evergreen, which was a 4.6 out of ten. Nightmare at 30,000 feet, he gave that a six out of ten. Uh, back there was a 7.3 out of 10. The Invaders was a 7.8 out of 10. The Shelter was 7.8 out of 10. Two is Time Enough at Less, which is 7.9 out of 10. And number one is Night at the Meek, 8.1 out of 10. I gave it um, eight, an occurrence at Elk Creek, uh, seven, Evergreen, six, Nightmare at 30,000 feet, five, Invaders, four, Time Enough to Last, Three night of the meek, two back there, one the shelter. Andy, you, uh, Chaz and I both have evergreen well, at eight. And I made a slight change. I made a slight. I made a slight change. At six, nightmare at thirty thousand feet. At five, time enough to last is at four. Night of the meek is at three. Back there is at two, and the shelter is at one. Yeah. I did, the only change I so Andy and I have the same list that he just read, except I have decided last minute to change Nightmare at thirty thousand feet in at, to fourth and time enough to last at five. Um, I and good. I I do that on the the re, the revelation of of multiple things I, I looked at to that again it, it looks like it's heavily theorized and not all but confirmed that Justin Sanderson is the pilot. So he is the one that breaks in, and he gets so overwhelmed with the panic of thinking, no one else is going to save us. I can do this. I'll land this plane, and he tries to land it himself. He's the only person to have the emergency code. He tries to land it. He crashes, manages to actually keep them all alive, but he's rewarded by getting killed by all of them because they think he actually tried to kill them. I that still think it's portrayed li- bad, though. I still think it, it's portrayed It is. I, I feel like it's that too vague. My eyes. I'm, I'm leaving it right where it's at. It, 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 it saves it just a little for me, but not not by much. Like, it had so much more potential. Uh, so, I, I don't know. Shelter's got to go at number one. We all oh, have yeah. it at number one. The Shelter is like one of the most classic episodes. Yeah, I mean, it's even Zach well has it at three. It's got a really argue. good wrap-up. It has a really good, like, lesson for lack of a better term. Moral um, is a better term. <laughs> and all three of us have back there at number well, two. I wanted to say Night of the Meek should go to two. Because I was really oh. close, and Zach has it at number one. Yeah, and meanwhile, he has back there at five. So, yeah, I, I actually am okay. Yeah, we'll I, get, think, I think I'm Meek's cool switching it. Yeah. Yes, yeah, same here, because okay, it yes. does have a good it does have a good feeling ending, and I think we need to have a good feeling ending in there. Yeah, yeah. also it's it's actually one of those episodes that surprises you because the ending is like the way it is. Yeah. I almost and, put it at one myself, but I like talked myself way out of it, and now here we are, and I got it at three. But whatever, it's too late now. Uh back there's gotta be three then, right? 
Yeah, because yeah. technically, it still kind of has a good feeling ending, even though a president still dies. Like that 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 butler, uh, you know, is rich now. He's he's a uh, he's not, you know, a slave to these guys, I guess anymore. Well, that, one thing I know we we're done talking about the episodes, but something with that episode that's also great is that that's the only thing they lead you to know that changed, but they give you nothing else. So that you're also left to think, well, what else changed? Which is also a, I love episodes like that that will leave you. They they leave you asking the right extra questions. Like I don't want the the question of why did that happen, uh, rather than oh well if that happened I wonder what else. Like I don't know. It just it leaves you asking the right questions at the end. If that makes sense. Yes. Yes. Uh, so I got a question. Are you gonna defend Nightmare at thirty thousand feet against the timing up? At I mean, to defend it very poorly i i do think that 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 ending helps it but it's a stretch like i'm i'm over here smoking all the copium no nope. right like and, and also uh time enough to last uh zach has it too <laughs> it's hard yeah it's hard to knock that because that is the like if there's anything if literally gun to my head before we start i started watching this podcast gun to my head if someone asked me anything at all about twilight zone the the first and Pretty much the only thing that would have come to mind right away is the the ending to time enough to last. No, it's Just that and other there's things. something on the wing. Those are the yeah, things. there's some. Those are the two <laughs> exactly. So th- those are the ones that jump out. So to me, I, I think it has to be that one. Yeah, um, yeah. And, and I would argue that five is where solidly where it should go. And I think our rankings talk to that. Although I, I don't remember where Zach ranked it. He ranked it kind of low. See, even though Six. Like you, Six. even though you found out about the the theory and stuff, it still wasn't portrayed really well uh for that into the show because again if they because and i know that's kind of like holding the fucking audience hand by being like oh that was justin sanderson the whole time i think if they transitioned where they even blinked a little bit that he was in the pilot seat then people will be like, oh, now I get the ending. Like, but the screen's getting all, like, fucked up when he's looking at it. There should have been a shot of him. Maybe there is, and I missed it. Oh, that, that, that could be it. The, the monitor. That's all it would have been. That's what I wondered, is if he, if there's, like, something that gives you a vague picture of him or, like, an afterimage or, like, a mirror of him, that would be enough. I agree. It's a little just, it's just a little too obtuse, especially with how it ends after. Mm. My thing about this is that what I, and again, it's hard because the the cat's already out of the bag, right? If this ended with him just the plane crashing and nothing else happened, where would you have put it? Because if uh, you didn't I have the rest of that ending, I probably would have put it. I would have probably put it at three. Yeah, I mean, arguably, like I really, really liked this episode. I liked the take they took, especially the fact that it is also paying homage. To an what, episode. What are we arguing for? Are you trying to put it at four, or are we just? Oh it well, you, I, we got to have something here. Otherwise, we're just gonna be. I'm just trying to put it at five. create. We're done. Uh, we're we're trying to create now, content. Now, here's what's gonna happen. You're gonna put it at five, and then the argument is gonna be what's eight and what's seven. Because Invaders is just gonna go at six. Invaders is better than both Evergreen and Occurrence. I don't think there's an argument at all. Evergreen sucks on ice. I and, don't ever want to go ever, watch that again. Uh, Occurrence at Owl Creek is better than Evergreen, if for no other reason than it is shot well yeah it's actually nice look at i'm looking at something interesting and evergreen it's just people wearing plain clothes in a plain yard doing plain bullshit and i'm bored and stupid and i don't like the twist and i don't like the acting the music i mean i will i will draw it at set like everything six and above is at least like 
decent to good. Like even like six, like I, I I liked everything enough. I'd recommend it. Seven is like eh for me, but it's not terrible. It's just it's a little different and it doesn't feel like Twilight Zone. So if we're sticking on directly on that metric, that's fine. But Evergreen feels nothing like a Twilight Zone episode in comparison to the others. Doug, well, it's up to you. It, you gotta carry the torch for you and Zach. Why are we putting Evergreen? Well, Chaz at... just brought up a good point. Both of these episodes are not a Twilight Zone episode. So, uh, bo- bo- both Evergreen and Akari. well, okay, then that still puts them on an even keel, and I I'm still saying, think like Owl Creek is more of a, Owl Creek is, is more interesting, this. like just because it's it's a well shot short, it's interesting. It's a well shot. Uh, I mean, I'm I'm gonna be bad at saying this, but I'm I'm a sucker when it comes to like bad fucking shit. Uh, and there's I guess nostalgia based off of the early 2000s stuff, but that's about it. The that's music... that is not a good enough reason. You, you need that. Yeah. Yeah. Like, trash doesn't. It's better than other trash. That dog ain't yeah. gonna hunt. So. <laughs> well, I before you interrupted me, I was about to say uh... <laughs> no. Whatever you have to say, no. <laughs> I'm willing to concede. I just I I can't defend any of these. I. The number eight for me is because I, I just was fucking bored and I fell asleep. I mean, I think a good way to look at this and metric of how they're rated too, which sounds like we got our list saying on this. Of all these, six and above, I would watch again. Yes. Seven, if it were on, I might passively leave it on, but I'm not going to be vaguely interested in it. That's Owl Creek. Evergreen, I will turn the television off if it's on. Yes, I am not. Same thing. Like, if the marathon's on and Owl Creek comes on, I'm not going to, like, oh, I fucking hate this one. Like, it's fine. But I'm if not going to, had... like, dial it up to watch But it. Evergreen, I'm just going to change the channel or turn it off. I just don't actively want to watch it. It was trash. I'm going to put myself in this weird scenario. If I was in a room where I couldn't turn off the TV and there was only two channels and one of them had Evergreen and the other one had the... Uh, uh, Alla Creek, whatever the name oh, of the Oh, I'm watching that next snap all day, baby. No, I'm watching everything. <laughs> oh, that's... Yeah, because, I don't know, I just, I can't get into that one. I just thought it was boring. Uh, and, and that fucking song is annoying every time they transition of him being in the water. It was, like, weird, and I hated it. <laughs> so I mean, again, we're arguing about seventh and eighth place. Like, I, I don't think anyone's too passionate about either one. But whatever, we got our yeah. list. It's wrapped up. Yay! Yeah. Well, let's read it off. Number eight, Evergreen. Number seven, An Occurrence at Owl Creek. Number six, Invaders. Number five, Nightmare at thirty thousand feet. I did twenty thousand feet on there. Uh, number four, Time Enough to Last. Number three, Back There. Number two, Night of the Meek. And number one, The Shelter. And that so, wraps up Twilight Zone. And that wraps up the Twilight Zone for 2024. And Happy New Year! Um, but I, I mean, think it's, it's past. It's past. Now. Yeah, it's January. <laughs> yeah, it's, so. Good January. Good job, Dubs. PB Dubs will take care of that one. <laughs> no, I'll keep it in there because I want to be an idiot. Uh, <laughs> but at time for host credit scene where you know what the hell we've been watching, playing, or doing. I'm gonna do something different because during the recording of this podcast on our YouTube. We have a fan that chimed in and gave us a uh, comment, by the way, and I'm going to read it. Let's hear it. So, Medeo D, uh, thank you for the comment. It said, listen to episode 265 on uh, Spotify, but posting here because the word limit on comments on Spotify. Uh, you're sitting on a couch approach, and you guys, chemistry type of humor are things that made me listen consistently for the past maybe two years. Holy shit. Wow. Or, or so. Really appreciate what you guys are doing. 
and has kept me and I'm sure others uh, and anybody example the 15 to 30 uh, with the great taste constantly tuning in entertained while going through our days especially love the what are you doing or uh, what are you playing or doing stuff so which is the host credit scene now uh, listening to your opinions on any news and developments in your lives, honestly, even Chaz Pokemon stuff and Dubs <laughs> NHL stuff, LOL. Well, uh, and discovering new movies from this podcast, it has made a great positive impact, maybe not on the scale of reach and volume uh, of listeners, but definitely on the quality of entertainment and those listening to... Uh, hold on, I'm losing my spot. Listening in to the extent that we feel happy and look forward to your release of a new episode, I'm sure. Also, I'm into gaming and big Resident Evil and Metal Gear Solid fan. All right. A man of culture. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so looking forward to uh, much uh, more such content. Not sure if you know, but I'm from Singapore. Oh, shit. We're out. We're worldwide, baby. Worldwide. <laughs> yeah. Let's go. Let's go. So your reach is, in a way, effective. First stumbled upon your Resident Evil podcast. Oh, nice. Oh. Uh, the podcast that had multiple names. No <laughs> uh, Dubs was going to end it all and commit to Dooku in episode 265 for a moment. Give me a reply to let you know you see it. Cheers, guys. <laughs> <laughs> I remember that. That's too great. Yeah. Oh man. Oh, that's, so, that's great. I'm gonna because this is such a surprise, and I'm happy you uh, commented. By the way, which you'll be seeing this in the future, uh, even though that's right now. I'll give them an email uh, that because of the word limit on Spotify. Which, by the way, Spotify, go fuck yourself. Uh, you don't. <laughs> You don't send me any uh, notifications that there's a comment, by the way. So fuck right off, Spotify. Yeah. Uh, but I'll put an email in that comment on YouTube so that we can have, you know, weekly talks with you, Medeo, uh, and maybe spread the other people that are listening to the show that, uh, you know, give them the email. And if they want to be heard on this podcast, uh, we will. And I, I truly this. This is the best Christmas gift <laughs> I ever got, ever, yeah, ever. Yeah, yeah, so I do appreciate that. And uh, what I've done, uh, by the way, is listen to a lot of Gerard shit. <laughs> hey, hey, hang on, do we want to announce next month's theme, or is that at the end? We'll just, no, uh, you can do that. You can do that. Yeah, before it. let's let's keep happy notes before we go downhill real quick. I, yeah. I have things to say, too, but go ahead, Andy. Go ahead and announce our, your theme for next yeah. month. Uh, unfortunately, Twilight Zone only took up two episodes this year, but that, that's okay. We still got to talk about a bunch of episodes. But next, we're going to uh, we're going to put the pedal to the net metal, baby. We're going to win it out, flat out. Rubbin's racing. We're going to watch motorsports movies. Uh, first, we're going to watch Grand Prix from 1966. So watch that before the next episode. After that, we're going to watch the Steve McQueen uh, movie. I, I, he's great in it. Le Mans, 1971. After that... Uh, the Jeff Bridges movie, The Last American Hero from 1973. And then we're going to watch Rush from 2013. Um, I think Thor's in that. I don't remember his name. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Nice. Better sports movies. It's my it's my pick. I did it. Beep, beep. Can we can we have a, a tombstone pick of Gran Turismo? 
Uh, Maybe. I mean, it, it sounded like either Gran Turismo or Ford versus Ferrari or that new Adam Driver movie, Ferrari, or I don't know. Just watch car yeah. movies, man. You yeah, I think it. I think uh, Andy, like, met a call. Andy hit, like, the nail on the head. Like, the tombstone pick has to just be organic, I think. Yeah. I think if we find something that just organically fits, it's good. If we force it, it just feels a little weird. And yeah. I, I don't take responsibility for that. I was trying to force Mickey Mouse on everyone, and it didn't work. And Mouse didn't fly. Well, so. you know me, I don't watch animated shit if it's not part of the... Uh the podcast so oh, speaking yeah. of animated shit i almost chose redline which is an anime about racing or something yeah i'm just gonna make us watch four <laughs> episodes of speed racer i i oh, almost dude. was like you know we're just gonna watch episodes of drive to survive on Netflix. Chaz, you <laughs> laugh <laughs> Chaz, you laughed dude. that's the only animated show i would actually enjoy watching speed racer oh that's that's one of my favorite animes to get parodied when someone makes fun of it and it just like all these characters are like, super fast and what we're gonna do we're gonna race real fast we're gonna go run and the monkey's in the truck and, I, and I, woo! And, like that's the funniest thing is like they make fun of it i don't know people uh, make fun of the live action movie i actually liked it i thought it was okay i don't think i've actually watched the live action movie. i've never seen it and i've always wanted to well, man, that, there you go. That that might be a tombstone pick in the making, right there. Honestly, uh, when I was looking up like um, great car movies, there's a there's a list from the B the British Film Institute that I got a, a two of these picks from, and the final movie on that list is Speed Racer from 2008. Huh. And they they defend it. They're like, look, it's from the Wachowskis. It's an interesting movie. It's kind of exactly what it needs to be. Um, I don't know. Take it or leave it. I was like, yeah, I want to see the movie even more now. Huh. That is that is actually very interesting. Yeah, now mm -hmm. I kind of want to watch it. All right. Uh, I didn't want to just give another shout out uh, to uh, was it Medeo? Is that yeah, Medeo? Medeo yeah. You? Uh, yeah, just humbled by like leaving it, such a thoughtful comment. I'm glad that someone's listening to the show, and that's exactly why we do this uh, the way we do it. So uh, thank you for yeah. listening, and and we'll, we'll be in touch later. I, again, I'm I'm all about wanting to maybe get fan base involved in in picking and stuff so this could be our our gateway to do that so this yeah if you are listening open. give us give us all the comments feedback you go in there and say chaz you suck i fucking hate your pokemon talk like if if it gets you talking to us that's what we want and uh <laughs> who's your favorite which one's the cute one we gotta know <laughs> yeah <laughs> it's which that, one's it's the that. funny one yeah yeah fuck Mary kill and uh just <laughs> leftovers <laughs> Let's please, go. Kill, please kill me. Uh, <laughs> please kill me. I'm the tanner. Please, I'm the werewolf. Please kill me. Uh, but uh, but really though, uh, in the future we'll try to be in touch because uh, I I would love to get people involved in helping us pick. Like if we had like for instance for my future pick, it would be cool to have someone that that's reached out, you know, help us pick something in the theme. I I don't mind that. Uh, that would be awesome. So yeah. Uh, either way, just keep listening. Uh, we're really glad we're able to be a part of your day. It's awesome. Yeah, and and I'm gonna give the link to uh, you guys as far as if you want to comment on YouTube because it is on YouTube. It's 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 there. Uh, it, you, uh, it's real. I swear. <laughs> it's real. I swear. I did. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it, no, these guys know. Like we always hit the downloads, but we never get the comment that you gave Madeo, and like that's why i find it so special and i'm i'm not trying to sound like a desperate guy be like oh i have fans now fuck yeah but like at the same time i'm just like yeah fuck yeah because <laughs> yeah, i i'm gonna be thinking about that forever this. now yeah i'm gonna post it on my wall i'm gonna frame yeah. that shit i mean i joined uh, with the thought the idea that this would be something fun to do with friends and for me it's helped me so much in my own mental health 
So to know that it's impacting and helping someone else out too, like even if it is just minor entertainment through their day, like those ripples are there, that's great. So I, I would rather have, if I knew that I had, we had a, just literally, I can count the number of people that really like our show on one hand and, and watch it. I'm okay with that if it's really helping them and they love it. That's just wonderful. And even if you not, I get to hang out with you assholes. So it's not so bad. You can count the people on one hand who have this as their most listened to podcast on Spotify, which the fact that it's more than none is a miracle. I love that to death. That Yeah, <laughs> me too. Yeah. And I just love the fact that people are looking forward to it. And especially that <laughs> they love your Pokemon talk and my NHL talk where I'm just like, yeah, I fucked these guys up. It was great. And then I, or I wanted to, you know, kill people in NHL. Like, so I, I, I thought that was hilarious. Uh, but no, I, I really, truly, uh, appreciate this so all right good stuff out of the way let's get the shitty fucking news here uh because i watched uh you know a lot of gerard shit because same gerard came out with an apology uh, quotation marks apology video uh which it wasn't really an apology he just said sorry that you guys think that you know what i said was something (laughs) else yeah and it's it's weird because he says all this stuff. He goes, I'm not embezzling money. I'm not doing any tax fraud. Uh, and then at the end of the video, he says, you know, uh, Carl Jobs and uh, Mudahar, you know, we're looking into suing you guys for, you know, defamation. He's and- not going to do that. He's just saying that. Like, if, if he tried to sue them, then in discovery, they could subpoena all the records from the Open Hand Foundation. And just like that, that would just. I don't know. So best absolute best case scenario, this this person is just flagler, flagrantly negligent of of how to handle uh, a charity, and is also just stupid because he literally just incriminated. Like he just opened it up. You can't go and say I'm going to sue you. You just made everything there something that can actually be used against you now. Oh, speaking of talk like that, I need to watch. Nick Ricada watched that, I guess. Old Nicky Rackets, I'm sure he had some fun. Yeah, he was on, I don't know if you know, uh, Camelcast. I'll I'll link you to the, uh, I'll link it to you. He was on with someone and they put the phone call, the Discord call. I started to like listen to it. I was like, I just got bored. Like, I I, I feel like they picked out all the good stuff. The the stuff that like, that I hate, like, he really, um, uh, I don't know. He says some mean stuff about the people that are his friends and are defending him. I thought, but I guess I don't know. Whatever. <laughs> well, the, the the thing that was damning, and the reason I think Mudahar and Carl posted the raw cut of uh, or the the raw audio file of this Discord call, is because he pretty much throws his family under the bus. He goes, "Hey, Indyland is my thing. I have nothing to do with open hand." And then he talked about saying that, yeah, I talked to my dad and my dad said, no, don't donate the money. Uh, But he made it look like Gerard wanted to donate the money. So I I think what uh, Carl and Mudahar did out of respect for him is like, oh, because it's family issue and all that stuff. We're not going to put that in our video. But because he's pumping his fucking chest and saying we're going to, you know, me and my family are talking together and we're going to sue you. Uh, that's why I thought it was funny in the apology video. He talks about embezzlement and tax fraud. Yeah. And when you listen to the discord call, 
Carl and Mudhar said, no, this is not about embezzlement. It's not about tax fraud. Yeah, it's, it's about it's you're not. Fact, you know. Yeah. It, and I think he's trying to he doesn't care that he did the charity fraud. He cares about public opinion. Yeah, and, absolutely. He needs to defend his um, persona, not I his. I mean, it'd be no business. different. Like in terms of what Carl wants to get from this, if he donated to a different organization that had nothing to do with it, it was still helpful. It's just still false advertising. And but again, the funny thing is, all the evidence that's been that was given from that initial video is all all the signals are pointing toward okay this is outright charity fraud and the next step up because we're jumping to that conclusion is embezzlement because why else would you keep that money right so again yeah. best case scenario is just negligence uh in terms of how to run a charity but that's that's literally the best possible situation and that's still you know ethically bankrupt to potentially illegal depending on the timeline what also doesn't look good is after the fact that and this is what i didn't know yesterday when i was ranting in our chat but after you'd pointed it out the money has been donated now they they have that the problem is is that the donation is dated after all of this came out which does not yeah, look good so and, that that matters because that if this does go to court like he opens himself up to not only being able to get countersued but then there can be lawsuits from the people who feel like they were you know, fraudulently taken for the money on top of the, the actual federal crime. If, if there is one, and that's, yeah, that's where the investment well, thing comes in. Two Car things. Two, two, uh, sorry to interrupt, but what the fuck? What? Uh, what's just, that, that was what? like six things. Those were balloons. Happy birthday. <laughs> uh, I'm on my iMac. <laughs> I guess uh, the, the camera does weird shit. Uh, anyway, <laughs> two things, by the way. Um, yes, he did donate to uh, one of the companies. He, in in the indie land stuff, he names multiple charities, and he only did it to one. Uh, and two, he had over six hundred and sixty-six plus thousand dollars. He only sent six hundred thousand. So where right. and where's the golf 000? money? Where is it? Where's the golf yeah. money? So the other thing about that, one of the institutes that he continues to name that that's the, th the most damning thing. The video proves that he has registered information about uh, about it and it, it it just doesn't add up because the person that was running it wasn't in charge at the time that they actually started to donate so they're using false information there they don't have anything to actually do with that organization and even after he was called out on it he still continued to plug that and then after the fact that they've given their donation they're not involved uh, not directly. They may be. They may be indirectly involved if that institute is affiliated with the same charity center. So there is that, but that doesn't matter. the The, the point is, is that you you can't actively go out and say we're taking we're taking these donations and we're giving money to A, B, and C, and either you're not giving them, or you're giving them to only one of them or a different or entity. But then when you get called out on it, you agree and say I didn't know about this. I'll fix it. And then you proceed to do the same thing you've been doing like that in itself. You've incriminated yourself. This is, yeah. I mean, this is, this is a developing story. Absolutely. And, Absolutely. Know, there's, there's, they're still figuring stuff out. You know, I thought it was interesting. Uh, Carl Jobs released a new video today and it wasn't even about that. It's, it's about a speedrunner cheating again, you know, his bread and butter. <laughs> it's a good video too. Like, I just, I think it's funny that he just business as usual for him. <laughs> I like that yeah. a lot. <laughs> Well, I think yeah. it's funny because when initially the apology video came out, 
a lot of his, you know, butt buddies and friends were just like, you know, Carl Jobes and Mudahar, you just clout chasers and all that stuff. And Carl's like, hey, yeah, this is my living, by the way. I'm, you know, I investigate and I make videos and that's how I feed my family. Of course I'm going to make a video on this. Carl makes a ton of great points in his rebuttal to the apology, air quotes. Like, um, he says, just because Gerard was nice to you one time doesn't mean that he didn't break the law. Yeah. Ultimately, he could be the nicest guy on the planet, but he still broke federal law. Like, it's just, it's demonstrably true. And uh, the, the best thing he says, I think, is it's great that they donated the money. Something good came of this. That's fantastic. However, if you stole something and then it gets returned, you still committed theft. Yeah, yeah. that's exactly the point I made in the chat. Like, you can't return something after you've been caught stealing and then your argument is yeah but i brought it back that's not how that works like you still go to jail but ultimately like there's there's (laughs) videos on videos and responses and articles and tweets or whatever it's called on x now and uh, it's a developing story there's there's a lot still coming of it but basically i someone's gonna go to jail and get investigated by the either california state or federal government who knows (laughs) yeah As, as michael bolton says someone's going to pound me in the ass prison yeah it's just my only thing i'm sad about is like i've always heard good things about him and i i remember when we were talking about the g4 debacle i was always quick to be like oh i really like uh gerard khalil he's he's a cool guy he makes cool videos it sucks that he's part of g4 because they suck and i like him and now here we are and i'm like oh damn it (laughs) he was just as bad if not worse yeah Yeah, he he sucks i i think like either way he he did break the law um, and he will be dealt with, uh, with with the law eventually if it does happen. Um, Wheels of justice and all that. How he could have done this better, maybe to soften the blow for himself if he really cared about a public opinion and all that stuff. He should have been like, Commits I fucked up. Sudoku, right? Yeah, that too. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so you just take like a book of the paper, you just paper cut your neck and your right. gut. You just, ah, nine nine one six five. I might have read that wrong, by the way. Supuku or whatever. Uh, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, just a little bit. Uh, yeah, my brain is fried. So like, I was wondering why you guys were laughing at me. Now I know. Yeah, the numbers. You said it wrong. Yeah. I thought he said that. I was like, well, it's clever. No, I'm yeah. pretty sure you. Earlier, like I thought that was a reference because I'm pretty sure a handful of weeks ago you said that and I laughed really hard about it. And we just moved on, so I thought it was a reference. Uh, but maybe, maybe you just is. read separately. Maybe it was on the Harakiri episode. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but for him to like soften the blow as far as like the public opinion, he could have been like, "I fucked up. I'm really, really sorry. Here, I'm gonna donate the money where it needs to go, and then I'm gonna give some of my own money on top of that." Yeah, that's what Carl said. Yeah. He could have done that and just faced the music. And maybe people would have respected that a little bit, just a yeah. tiny bit. He still would have been We're, in trouble, but, you know. Yeah. He would have still faced the music with the law and all that stuff. And maybe people would have been like, fuck yourself and all that stuff. But There's maybe nothing the have... internet hates more than someone who threatens to become litigious. Yeah. And so. <laughs> yeah. It's the worst he, thing ever. But he took the bitch route where he's, you know finally did it because he got caught red-handed uh and then say i'm gonna sue you in court 
Which, yeah. by the way, Carl Jobs is like, bring it. <laughs> because he so actually, I will say this in my line of work. If someone, if someone says they're going to contact their attorney in my line of work, it is like music to my ears because I immediately get to shut everything down and say, great, be in contact with our legal team. We can no longer talk. Yeah. Like, it's, it's like literal, like, the the walls go up because now everything that's been said can be used in court. So I get to say, well, you have to contact your attorney to contact our attorneys because uh, we we can no longer have any further conversation. Bye. Yeah, and Bye. also yeah, exactly, it's great. And because he's a cl- completionist, he could have took the evil evil route and just been like, I'm not joining your Discord call. Fuck you. Because then he could probably got away with it. Maybe the videos would have came out. And maybe he could have been like, you guys are just clap chasers, and he could have had the public opinion on his side somehow. Yeah, ultimately, yeah. that call really hurt him. Yeah. I don't want to waste too much more time on this, but there is a good lesson for others out there. If you were going to donate money to a, a good cause, research the organization, and know that they should all have some type of history, unless they are new, like there is backlogs, but you should be able to see in public history, what they're actually donating to. If they are a third party organization donating to other charities for you, rather than just being the direct organization. So please do that because mm-hmm. there are so many fraudulent charities out there. Um, one that doesn't come up very much, but like it, it happened pretty recently. Susan G. Komen organization was all over the place. And that was a hot shit pile of yeah, embezzlement. Uh, and that, and a lot of people like put, I mean, people dumped millions into to that regarding breast cancer awareness. Uh, so people have all this great cause, but unfortunately the world we live in, there are people out there that will take advantage of others that are willing to do that. It's great that you want to donate and it's still the right thing to do. Just make sure that you, you do that proper research and it's, it's easily accessible. So that's, that's my little pro tip. And because I used to be a tax man, um, if you go on irs.gov, you go to charities and nonprofits, you could see people's 990s. That's how they found out about uh, Open Hand uh, on, uh, yeah, and <laughs> 501c3 private foundations and public foundations. I believe they were a private foundation, but you can still look at their 990s. So, uh, like Chad says, do your research, look at their 990s, see where the money's going, uh, because it is public out there and you could look at it. Uh, uh, and for my boy Medeo, uh, I played NHL, and now I'm like Professor X when I play that game. I just fucking close my eyes, and now I can score goals. So you <laughs> can <laughs> your legs when you play. <laughs> uh, I'm glad it's the other way, though. Uh, yeah. That's good. Yeah. So, all right, Nat, I'm doing good. I'm making my 2024. Uh, games to beat list i already gave a preview of it on facebook by the, way. the hit list yeah so nice. when it's completed uh you'll find out somewhere uh, i'm not gonna say where it'll be posted somewhere uh but andy what the hell you've been watching player doing uh unfortunately not a whole lot i'm still working on uh Assassin's Creed 3, I'm pretty near the end, so I'll, I'll hold off on saying that. I'm not rushing to beat it, because in, in a similar vein to your, your the list you're talking about, we do the accelerated gamer thing, and um, I, I kind of want to have a nice, clean stopping point at the end of the year, so when the first rolls around, I can start a brand new game. I don't have to like do all that stupid math. So basically, when I finish Assassin's Creed 3, I'm just going to play like piddly stuff. I kind of want to go back and play um, Time Crisis, because I watched... Uh, 
video about it from someone she man lives maybe and it just made me think about t- how much fun time crisis is <laughs> but uh i've been watching more dragon ball z kai I ha- i'm not burning it down as quick as i was when i was watching dragon ball but i'm still working on it uh i'm past the frieza saga i'm just about to i, I think um the next episode i watch is gonna be oh my god frieza and king cold are coming back oh my god uh, uh it's one of my favorite it's it's one of my favorite bits and and that's why I have the the sign back there, the vaporwave of Frieza getting cut up by Trunks. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm, I'm a bit of a Trunks fan, but yeah, I loved Trunks I loved that cool when I was dude. a kid. I was like, wait, you mean there's someone else that does this and it's he's cooler? And he, oh, then I I mean, Trunks was it. always when you're a kid, Trunks is the coolest character because he's a super saint and he's got a sword. Get the fuck out of here! That's too cool. Ass. Yeah, he's <laughs> sure. oh yeah, I fucking loved it. Oh, Trunks was my favorite. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. But I, I'm I'm coming up on that now. Um, also, I watched Jingle All the Way. We have a whole episode discussing Jingle All the Way. I love that movie. I think it's a genuinely good movie. I think a lot hey, of people are like, hey. "Well, it's a dumb movie. I like it." No, I think it's a good movie. Yeah, we watched it together. Yeah, put that cookie down. Yeah, it was great. Are we drank Christmas sales, hmm? which was not very good, but that's okay. No, it's out of tune. No, it's not my movie. That's wrong. I know. It's kindergarten cop. <laughs> No, I don't even think that's true, is it? Kindergarten yeah, cop is, who's your daddy and what does he do? Yeah, but he's also, no, because uh, he's like, I got a headache. And the kid's like, uh, that's a tumor. Oh, no, you're right, you're right, you're right. I was thinking, <laughs> I was thinking yeah, that was in like, uh, Twins or something. I don't know why I was thinking that. Nope. Uh, and then, um, I don't know, I watched a bunch of YouTube stuff because I'm a garbage person. And that's how I'm consuming media right now. I don't know. It's the end of the year and I'm not motivated to like do anything real. And plus, like I said last week, there's all this goddamn completionist drama. So I'm watching all that. I'm watching the the goddamn Maddox and Dick Masterson drama. I'm watching all this other drama stuff. I hate it. I hate myself. I hate watching stuff about YouTube personalities having drama. It makes me feel like a gross garbage person. But goddamn, it's entertaining. You're balancing it out, though. You forgot to mention that you did something healthy. You played Frisbee golf. Oh, I mean, that's not media, though. I, I just did yeah, something media. fun. <laughs> I got outside. <laughs> it's Hey, this is what you, what you do. Yeah, well, that's yeah. a good point. No, I did I did go play disc golf. I loved it. We tried to feed the deer. Or I tried to feed the deer. It didn't work out. I left the deer alone. I knew that they were wild animals and they were going to do their own thing. Yeah, they pooped everywhere. Chaz is also a wild animal, so I figured he belonged with them. I do. I was actually raised by deer. It explains <laughs> a lot. <laughs> but yeah, I watched a bunch of YouTube stuff. I mean, not just that. I've been watching more videos from uh, M- Majular. It's name's so hard to say. He makes a lot of really good video game stuff. Uh, G-Man Lives, also good videos, and also um, uh, other stuff. I thought I had another one to mention, but I'm blanking on it now. But yeah, that's it. I did all that stuff. All right. Chaz, what about you? What the hell have you been watching, playing, or doing? All right. So I'm going to start off first since it ties into our episode. So uh, the first thing I watched. Um, so when you go to Tubi specifically and you watch uh, Twilight Zone 2002, the episodes are paired together. Uh, so each episode is actually two stories. So we only covered the first half of episode one of the Twilight Zone, which is Evergreen. The second half was A Night at Mercy Hospital, uh, which was an episode that had, uh, I'll just spoil a little bit about it, uh, a intern resident uh, in a hospital who had like just put in like the grinder and like saved someone's life. And then 
Shortly after that, a patient rolls in that looks like they're about to die, and he saves them. And it's Jason Alexander, a.k.a. George Costanza, and he is the Grim Reaper. I leave it at that. It's fantastic. Uh, it's, it's a really bad episode, but good. I don't know how to explain it. I just love the interaction because the Grim Reaper is also still got like that weird like Jewish New York asshole. <laughs> like, he, he is George Costanza like to a T but he's also death <laughs> I don't know. he just plays the same character but uh, the, the actual twist is actually really cool I really liked it uh, especially from coming from a medical background uh, so it was a neat episode I'd actually recommend it I uh, hope maybe down the road we'll watch it next year um, but then I realized oh that's not part of the episode we're watching but um, in addition to that as far as watching stuff um, I uh, watched Jingle All the Way as we we already discussed, and I also watched Christmas Vacation. Uh, we're, family just came in, so we're probably gonna knock out our other our usual go to uh, Christmas movies, um, like Prometheus. But, yeah, like Prometheus every year. Sure? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I am. Uh, I decided to start a new anime. I'm watching Hunter Hunter. I've never watched it before. It's mm-hmm. fine so far. Mm-hmm. I'm like seven episodes in, and it's. I don't know if I'm going to keep watching it, to be honest. It, it's it's fine. Some parts of it are kind of interesting, but some of it just feels like, I think I've watched this already, but it, just, it doesn't have, like, it's not pulling me in, I guess. Um, Hulu had something they were in, uh, advertising for uh, as a new uh, anime called Undead Unluck, uh, and I just decided to watch it. There's only one episode so far, because uh, they just put the premiere up, and it was a bit wild. Basically, this girl was about to kill herself because she has she has bad luck. Basically, anyone that touches her, something bad happens to them to the point that like they could die. And she tries to kill herself, and some random person saves her, and then they proceed to get killed. But it turns out that person's undead, and he's been trying to find a way to die because he can't die. And then the government gets involved to try to stop them, and it turns out the longer you touch her, the worse stuff happens. So he like basically causes a bomb to go off by like holding her for 10 minutes or something. It's, it's a weird, wacky anime. That's also like very mature. Like he's naked for a lot of it. And he's like, Oh yeah. Kissing you caused this. I bet. I wonder what happens if we fuck. And she's like, no, get away from me. You weirdo. Uh, It's very weird. I don't know. It was kind of funny though. So I might keep watching it. Um, uh, I actually had some music to talk about. I, I don't know how it happened. I was, like just grinding on Pixelborn and um, like I was listening to my other typical list of, of music. I guess it says a lot about what I listen to. It's kind of shitty, but the band I signed kills came across. I have heard of them, but I never listened to it. Cause it was like, Oh, this sounds like a bunch of trashy scene music. Um, but they have two albums that are literally all about horror movies. Like each song is dedicated to a different horror icon. Um, so I've just been listening to those. I don't know why, for some reason, I find them like catchy. I guess because they're I'm like actively trying to guess what uh, you know horror character they're about, and they they cover some wild stuff. Like there's even a song about cabin fever. Uh, it's random stuff. There's a song about phantasm, which is pretty good. Uh, so Ooh. if you like screamo metal, that's about horror characters. You can listen to that. Uh, but uh, let's see, as far as stuff I've played. Um, Oh, I have. I do have one other thing. I'm. I'm still working on it. But I. Uh, the guy was. I just played a game. He. He's the. The guy that did the. Uh, the deep Castlevania retrospective that was like seven hours. Um. He is. 
he just posted a Metroid deep retrospective. I am about halfway through it. And there's some fascinating stuff that I did not know about the development hell of Metroid. My goodness, the development of all of those games was plagued, uh, but somehow still managed to come out. And I'm someone that, oh, what is it? Look at Metroid Prime 4. (laughs) Not dead. (laughs) Yeah, it's it's funny just how every game has just like basically been like right on the hot seat. They still Uh, managed to make cool games about that Metroid guy. I know that dude's (laughs) awesome. But what's funny is I never played Metroid until, because I didn't know have a Super Nintendo, I didn't play Metroid or even know what it was until Super Smash Brothers, which they talk about this whole thing of a generation that didn't know what Metroid was or who Samus was until uh, until Super Smash Brothers, and then Metroid Prime comes out. And Metroid Prime is the introduction to that series for a lot of people, and it was for me too, and I love the Metroid Prime series, uh, but just as much, I've went back and played the other games and enjoy them thoroughly as well. Actually, I'm looking forward to getting the Game Boy Advance copies um, and the, the Game Boy copies uh, as soon as I can for the uh, Analog Pocket, but uh, I, I love those those games, and even the most recent one, Dread, was amazing. Can't wait for Prime 4 when it eventually happens. Um, if so. I could, real quick, as far as uh, Metroid is involved, a long time ago, this is a pre-Big uh, Trouble, Zach and I, on his YouTube channel, did a show that he used to do. I mean, he still kind of does relevant stuff. He and I talked about Super Metroid. I played it for the first time to do it. Uh, I'm still pretty proud of that. It's uh, I think he split it into like three episodes. Each one's like mm-hmm. eh, 20 minutes long or so. But he and I discussed Super Metroid, and I think it's pretty good. And if you like us, then find it on YouTube. Yeah, there you go. All the stuff. That sounds cool. Uh, but yeah, I, I am currently, I think I'm right in the middle. I actually was watching it before we came on to record, and I was right in the middle of his discussion on Metroid Prime 2 Echoes. Uh, so yeah, just wild to hear like how many arguments and other things have come from from that game and some of the pitfalls that happened. Uh, but yeah, I, I'll keep more of the comments myself on it just because I'm just waiting to see what the rest of it will show. Um, that said, uh, I, as far as things played, uh, I already mentioned Pixelborn, of course. I'm always just picking that up and playing here and there. Mm-hmm. Um, and I did get actually get to go to a Pokemon Weekly. I helped um, a uh, – there is someone in our my local area who is ranked pretty highly in the world standings and juniors for Pokemon. So he actually traveled to San Antonio this past weekend and played – uh, I'm not sure how he did. I actually need to look into that, but I helped him kind of practice and, and then got to play some games. It's always fun to get to play some games there. It's good to see, like, there's a community here now that's actively getting more involved in that, which is neat. Um, uh, played a little bit of Mortal Kombat 1. Quan Chi just dropped. Love me some Quan Chi. So, uh, I'm trying to learn. Yeah, he actually has some really cool things. Like, instead of having his typical thing where he would just shoot out balls of green weirdness he has those but he also has like the portal gimmick where he opens portals to different areas and he has like a weird like tentacle cthulhu monster that reaches out and grabs them uh which is kind of neat and then he also just actively uses skeletons like he'll make shields out of skeletons and um he's I don't throwing know. skeletons at dudes yeah yeah he was th- you saw yeah, some of it yeah he's throwing skeletons at people um the one fatality where he drops like the weird like green plates of glass that cut through people and slices. That's bad as hell. It was really fucking cool. It might be my favorite fatality in the, the game so far. Uh, so, 
Uh, I really want to learn how to play him, but he seems a bit complicated. So I've been playing after you guys came over, we played a couple casual games. Um, I'd picked up and, and spent like 30 minutes in the lab just playing around with him. And he's got some neat stuff, but he definitely has a pretty complicated kit. He has a lot of that, like his moves are very modal. Like you don't just simply throw a fireball. You have to like throw the input, but then hold a different directional button depending on where it'll go. And it's it's wild in terms of what he does. So he, he does seem like it's worth the investment, though. He has some neat stuff. Um, but uh, I play a little bit of that. Um, just I, It's sad. Uh, one of the things, and I'll give the criticism about the analog pocket. I've loved it so far. It doesn't give you a great indication of when the battery's going to die. You and I learned, I learned that the hard way. Me I, yeah, I was deep. I was deep in my Pokemon Fire Red, and then poof, the battery died, and I lost a lot of progress that now, I had its not defense, saved. it does give you a warning. It I tries not, to. It's I, easy yeah. to miss. Yeah, I missed it, because I, I definitely missed it, because I was just passively playing and watching something else, and then it just died. So, I lost several hours, and, like, anytime that happens to me, even as a kid, it would happen. I, like, like say, fuck this game, and I walk away from it for a while, um, so I put Pokemon down for a little while. I uh, finally came back to it uh, and finally got my fourth badge and, and pushed forward. So um, I'm, I'm learning now to play it in little bits and just keep the little fucker charged because otherwise it, it's it's not good. Um, but in that, uh, because I, I dropped it and was like, I need to, I want something else to play, um, I downloaded the Metal Gear collection and I played the, fir- the original Metal Gear uh, for the first time. Um and wow, that game's hard. <laughs> like, I got my speed. Yeah, it was, it's kind of tough. Yeah, but it's uh, it's kind of fun. Uh, what did you say, Dubs? I didn't hear you. The MSX version. Yeah, yeah, I played the original. Okay. Yeah, um, yeah, the collection has um, it has Metal Gear, Metal Gear Two, Solid Snake, and then it has Metal Gear Solid, Metal Gear Solid Two, and Metal Gear Solid Three. God, I want to play Metal Gear Solid 2, Sons of Liberty. Like, I'm itching to play that again. So I might pick gotta up the be one. You got to be one so we can do. Yeah, I know. Podcast I, I mean, at this rate, I have them now. So I don't have a reason to say I couldn't do the podcast with you guys. I, I've got time and I'm, I might add it to my list now. So who knows? Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, I've played, uh, to be fair, I've played the, the actual MSG games uh, or MGS. Uh, I've played, I've played all of those back in the day. Uh, I have not. I hadn't played the original Metal Gear or Metal Gear 2, I, and I haven't tried 2 yet. I want to try it out. 2 um, better. Yeah. One just, man, it's just rough. Uh, but I suppose that's just part of the aesthetic. It is what it is. That uh, collection but, includes both the MSX and the NES version. Which one are you playing? Oh, that's a good question. I think I'm playing the MSX version because I'm pretty sure I remember seeing MSX on it when I chose it. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I'm pretty sure that's the one I'm playing. Um but uh, yeah, no, it, it was fun though. Uh, I, I didn't mind. I died a lot, but uh, and I didn't really get anywhere substantial with the plot. But that's that's okay. I have to come back to it later. Uh, last thing uh, to talk about: I started playing Bloodstained Ritual of the Night again, which is the spiritual successor to the Castlevania uh, mm-hmm. Symphony of the Night series. Um, it's just a fun game. Like, there's so many elements of that game that are just wonderful. Like the shard system is great. The crafting system is really, really in depth. Uh, I mean, the game itself is just really fun and replayable. I will say there, I feel like there's like some disparity in like the difficulty curve just really sharply takes a turn 
in that game, even as you're like keeping up with like upgrading your weapons and, and your shards, uh, the difficulty spike right toward the end just goes through the roof. Um, I'm actually uh, near the end now. I have like the invert. I think I basically have one area left before I can unlock the secret ending. You know, like you, you don't actually like fight the, the the person that you're supposed to. You finish the game that way. So I'm uh, I'm almost there. Um, but yeah, uh, in a similar way with Pokemon, I hit a little bit of a wall there, but that's more skill diff, right? <laughs> like I just died, and I, and I was like, ah, I'm done with this, so I walked away. But uh, I'll come back to it. But that's that's all I got. All right, uh, you gave a little bit of everything to Medeo right there. You gave him the the po- Pokemans. Uh, uh, Pixelborn is that mobile? Are they going to put a mobile thing so that I could try? It, it it's, yeah, currently it's it's mobile. I'm not sure if it's compatible with all phones uh and from what i've heard the user interface is not great yet um like it's it's doable but it it still has its bugs to work out but it's still fine like i and i've not i've had a couple people that have played it and like still think it's fine like they would still prefer to play on a computer uh Mm -hmm. it's a lot easier but i mean it it is available yeah because i play hearthstone on my phone because i love hearthstone uh kind of even though i hate blizzard (laughs) <laughs> well, if you want to play, if you want to play Disney Hearthstone, but it be a little more buggy, which is kind of a charm, right? Uh, you should try it out. I'll try it. It's free. Yeah. All right. Well, um, I think that's where we end the episode. Uh, Andy, what's the first movie we're going to be talking about when we come back? Uh, was it Grand Prix? I think. Hang on, let me look. I'm checking. Okay. Yes, it was Grand Prix from 1966. It's directed by what's the guy's name? Something Frankenheimer. I don't know, he directed Birdman of Alcatraz, but uh, it's got James Garner in it. Nineteen sixty-six Grand Prix. It'd probably be a little hard to find because Grand Prix is a pretty generic name. <laughs> mm-hmm. Go right. find it, watch it, come back yep. here, and uh, PP Dubs take us out of the, uh, you know this podcast. I'll I'll put this video here too uh, or audio clip. Hair whack is gear whack is jewelry whack. His foot stance, whack. The way that he talks, whack. The way that he doesn't even like to smile, whack. Me! Hope we learned valuable lessons in these episodes. I love to hear the boys talk about Twilight Zone episodes. They always have interesting talking points. Anyways, if you want to catch more Big Trouble in Little Podcast, catch us on iTunes and Spotify and give us a good review. We are also on Twitter, at BigTroubleNet. And if you want, you want to give your opinions and thoughts, and it to be read on the podcast, email us at BigTroubleNet at gmail.com. Hope to hear their fans on the podcast. Until next time, be well, and good day and night.